Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of the podcast. <laughs> um, full disclosure on this episode, I have been rocking a pretty wicked head cold for the last week or so, which was an awesome way to spend my vacation and my week off from work. I mean, at least I didn't have to miss work because of it, but it kind of tanked all the plans I had. So I'm trying to record this episode and not cough and hack my lungs out. Um, I've got a nice cup of coffee to sort of soothe my throat and I'm going to try to talk at a lower register <laughs> so that I don't aggravate the cough that's in my throat because head colds suck and it's that shitty time of year where the seasons are changing and as much as I love fall and October, it's a sucky time of year for colds, especially in Canada. All right, so let's get right into it. Gate? Wow, I've got a I've got a funky little accent going on today. So <laughs> this week's episode is going to be about cryptids. Yay! And if you don't know what cryptids are, they're basically mythological creatures that you can't really prove exist. So, you know, you think of like Chupacabra or the Jersey Devil or things like that that may or may not exist, that there's sort of reports of that people find. Um, there's encounters with them. There's, you know, some evidence, but not enough for scientists or academics or whatever to say that, yeah, for sure, this creature exists. No one's ever really caught one or has proof of a live one or a dead one or anything along those lines. And cryptozoology is actually a separate study that you can take. So there's like universities and stuff that offer cryptozoology classes. And I have actually often thought of taking one um, online because there's courses offered online. That's always been really interesting to me. The whole research end of things is kind of what I like. And that's, again, why I started podcast, right? To do sort of more researching into these weird paranormal, supernatural type of things. And with cryptozoology, again, it's something that's always kind of interested me because there's these animals that no one can really prove the existence of. But there's lots of reports and stories that go back hundreds of years and just, you know, the eyewitness accounts and everything of them and different parts of the world and how these animals can be so similar in different parts of the world but yet there's no proof that they exist really so so cryptozoology was kind of a thing that I find fascinating and enjoy looking into and so I thought it would be fun to talk about a few of my favorite cryptids which is what you call the animals so yes I'm going to talk about the big two as it were but uh, there's also a third one that you may or may not know of that I find really interesting as well so let's dive right into it. Um, I've talked about these ones before in a couple other podcasts and have my own theories on them. So yes, I am going to do Bigfoot and Nessie. Um, let's get right into Bigfoot first. So if you don't know about Bigfoot or Sasquatch or Yeti, I mean, y- you probably do, right? You've <laughs> I'm, Almost everyone's heard of Bigfoot or Sasquatch. There's a horrible show, Sasquatch Hunters, where they go out hunting the Squatch in the woods. Um, and it's just ridiculous but Bigfoot is basically a big ape creature some people think he's the missing link between apes and humans and there's just reports of him it whatever um, all over the world so mainly in forested areas for whatever reason I guess they like trees (laughs) and hiding in trees and living in trees so you get a lot of it in like the Pacific North Northwest in the United States um, going up to that area of Canada and where there's sort of trees and wooded areas and even over in Asia, um, in Tibet and everything, there's the Yeti as well. So it's sort of a creature that is, again, all over the world. There's reports all over the world of it. It goes back hundreds of years that we have documented reports of it. And you got to wonder, how would people in Asia and like South America 
and remote parts of you know North American stuff know to talk about the same creature if there was no communication like before the days of the internet. I know, think back that far before the days of the internet. Um, so for me, I like the idea of Bigfoot because I like to believe that there probably is something out there. I mean, I believe in a lot of stuff and again, that's why I do podcasts because I like to have that belief in things. <laughs> um, but with Bigfoot especially because there's so much that we don't know in the woods, in the forest, in the wild. They're still discovering creatures in the Amazon every day. Weird things that we don't know. And even though those are smaller creatures up in the canopy and everything, there still could be like these big apes out in the woods tromping around, you know. Um, I don't believe <clears throat> that on like the show Sasquatch Hunters where they go out hunting Squatch that they know exactly what they're looking for so I mean I love watching that show because it's ridiculous and they go out and they think that if they smash logs against a tree and do their weird Sasquatch calls that you know Sasquatch is going to come out and be like hey what's up you know and I think that they're the kind of people that if they ever did encounter one they would probably shit their pants because it's a big giant ape it will probably fuck you up like there's no way that they could even defend themselves against it so I think that they really have no idea what they're getting into and they try and like use this weird fake evidence that oh they know it likes peanut butter or it's like peeping in people's windows and just ridiculous stuff. But for me, I believe that there is a Bigfoot out there. There have just been like way too many reports of this big hairy ape creature out in the woods and unless it's like some subgenre of humans or something that are living out there or weird people living in the woods, rednecks, I don't know what. But, I mean, there's just so much across everywhere. And everyone kind of goes back to the original film. Um, it was in 1967. The weird shaky footage of, like, the one walking and then he looks back or whatever. And how it's probably proven, been proven fake and just a dude in a gorilla suit and whatever. But just because that one is fake doesn't mean that everything is fake. I mean, there's been so many other reports of it. So many cases everywhere. Um, there's even been cases where they found fur and stuff in the woods and they don't know what it belongs to and we don't have every single bit of dna tracked in databases yet um i used to watch this show destination truth where josh gates would go out and like look for these creatures and stuff and there was even one where you know he found this other fur and they couldn't really find what the evidence was and there's been cases with squirrels for example where the fur on a squirrel's back is different and has different DNA than the fur on the squirrel's tail. So there's one creature right there with two different strains, whereas, I mean, that's just one thing that they know of. So who knows what else is out there, right? I mean, there could be Bigfoot wherever. (laughs) So I like to believe that Bigfoot's real. Um, I mean, there's probably, there would have to be like multiple of them. They probably have fairly long lifespans to exist how they are, and they're either good at hiding or whatever, and probably have like, smaller families and big litters like not big litters like other mammals do and you know have their their solitary mates or or however they decide to live but it's definitely one of those things that you know people like to say well we've never found a dead one so how can they exist well you think it's really rare to find dead bear corpses out in the woods but we know bears exist there's a lot of scavengers and other animals out in the woods that will get to everything i mean if something's laying there dead for a while they are probably going to get eaten to the point where like their bones and everything are going to get scattered and you're not going to find evidence of them. And because we don't find bears and stuff out in the woods that often, I mean, you know, there's a good chance that you're not going to find Bigfoot either. So that's not really a valid excuse for me that I see. Um, the other thing that's kind of weird with Bigfoot is I actually had, 
don't know if it's a fever dream or I was sick or what. But I had this dream that when Bigfoots die, that their body loses all its moisture really quick. So they turn to dust really fast. And that's why we don't find evidence of them. So there's a theory for you on that. That maybe they just like dry out and turn to like dust really quickly. And that's why we don't find evidence of Bigfoot corpses littering the woods. Another theory that I have for Bigfoot that I've been told is crazy <laughs> is that maybe Bigfoot is an interdimensional being or an alien as it were. And that's why we never find them. They're just here for a short time doing what they do and they go back to their dimension or they're crossing over between you know parallel universes or they're an alien and that's you know them hiding in plain sight kind of where they come down and they're, they're, they look like a species that we may have here so no one really knows that they're aliens. So those are my theories on Bigfoot. <laughs> you can see that my voice is started, starting to tank already. So let's see if we can power through and get the rest of this podcast done, right? Um, we'll move on to the next one, <clears throat> which is, again, the other top two one, Nessie. So Nessie, again, is one of my faves. Um, Nessie, Ogopogo, um, Champ from Lake Champlain. Basically, it is a plesiosaur dinosaur that people think still exists. So it's a big dinosaur, really big long neck, little tiny head, aquatic one. Um, <clears throat> was most famous in uh, Loch Ness in Scotland, but there is, again, reports around the world. So in um, in British Columbia, there's Ogopogo and Okanagan. In the States, there is Champ in, in Lake Champlain. There's just reports all over the world um, of this dinosaur. So for me, I like to think that, you know, my theory is that it is not just one that is living in these lakes that like people like to think that there is more than one, um, <clears throat> and especially with Loch Ness in general, that there is tunnels that go to the ocean. So I know that they've like done reports of them looking or whatever, and people have gone down, tried to research and find these tunnels that go to the ocean. There's really not any proof that do, but I like to believe that there's tunnels that go to the ocean, that maybe this is just like not necessarily a hunting ground or breeding ground but just a place that like this creature likes to come and hang out or find or whatever like maybe there used to be food there maybe before everything merged and the ice caps and dinosaurs and all that stuff happened that there was either a hunting ground or breeding ground and it's just instinct for this dinosaur to go back there so it goes back and forth from the ocean and that's why you don't really find you know, it in Loch Ness all the time. And it could be the same with these other inland lakes. There could be underground tunnels that go to the ocean and that's why we can't find them. But I mean, but when you think that there's reports, again, all over the world of this creature, it's not just something that people are seeing in lakes and thinking, hey, this thing looks like something else. I mean, there has to be something to it for people all over the world to be seeing the same kind of creature in lakes. Um, it's so it's basically supposed to be like like I said this dinosaur some people like to think that it's logs or waves or like eels or something like that that it could be again I like to believe that there is this actual creature living in these lakes I mean especially with Loch Ness <clears throat> and Nessie being the most famous one there's so many reports going back like hundreds of years again of people seeing this this thing in the water there was the famous photo which was like called the doctor's or physician's photo or whatever that you know totally came out as probably being fake but just because some stuff is fake doesn't mean everything is and it doesn't mean that this creature doesn't exist because there's faked reports of it right so for me again I like to believe in these creatures 
Um, and that that is my theory with Nessie that it finds these underground tunnels, and goes out to the ocean. So it could just be you know instinct from before everything was like blocked off. Maybe Loch Ness was its old hunting ground or breeding ground or whatever, and it's still just going back there to check things out. Like maybe that's just kind of what happened. So <laughs> that's what I like to believe in Nessie. Um, I mean. I could go on and do a whole episode on Nessie and all the historical documents and reports, but I like to think that most people probably know Nessie and probably know Bigfoot. Um, but they're my two favorite cryptids. I've talked about them on other episodes of other shows. They're kind of just something that is fun to believe in, the more fun ones. And like I said, I like to believe I believe in aliens and ghosts, and I believe in Bigfoot and Nessie. They're the big two. All right. So from there, we're going to go into one that is probably a bit different than I'm assuming most people don't know about. <clears throat> so this is one from Australia, and it's called the Bunyip. And there's a story with this that kind of freaks me out, but we'll get into that after this. <laughs> um, so the Bunyip um, is Australian. It's a creature from Australia, and it is said that it lives in swamps, billabongs, creeks, riverbeds, and waterholes. Bunyip in the Wemba Wemba language means devil or evil spirit and it has many descriptions. So some say it has like a dog-like face or dark fur, um, a horse-like tail, flippers, <laughs> walrus-like tusks, and a duckbill. So it's kind of like a really fucked up platypus, I guess. And it kind of makes sense, right? Because in Australia they have really fucked up animals. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Others think that the creature has an appearance similar to a snake with a man and a beard. So, <laughs> a, a snake man with a beard or some kind of fucked up platypus walrus dog horse. Um, that's basically how the bunyip is, is described. <laughs> um, <clears throat> some even think that the bunyip is actually a prehistoric marsupial and it managed to escape extinction somehow, which... Again, it's Australia, so there's a really good chance that could happen. I mean, there's the coelacanth that everyone likes to go back to, the fish that everyone thought was extinct, and it still exists. So, I mean, the way Australia is with the outback, there's a really good chance that some weird animal could have escaped extinction and be be living there. Um, So the history with this one and sort of like the mythology behind it, um, the creature is is described as gobbling up children and livestock in several of the aboriginal bedtime stories which i mean you really you always have scary bedtime stories for children right so it's said to basically eat children and livestock that come too close to the water's edge one legend says that a man named bunyip broke the rainbow spirit's greatest law by eating his totem animal banished by the good spirit biami the man became an evil spirit that lured tribesmen and their livestock into the water so he could eat all of them. Um, so the bunyip is also said to prey upon the women and children of Aboriginal tribes during the night. So basically, if you're a woman or child, during the night you're going to get eaten by the bunyip, and if you go near the water, you're going to get eaten by a bunyip. And if you have livestock that goes near the water, it's going to get eaten by a bunyip. So basically it is some kind of water-dwelling, water-dwelling marsupial creature platypus, bearded snake man with, with horse tail flippers and walrus tusks. Tusk is going to eat you if you go in the water. Um, there's actually reports from 1847 that said a water spirit uh, from the Murumbi people of the Murray River 
was much dreaded by them and inhabits the Murray River, but they have some difficulty describing it. It is most unusual form and is said to be that of an enormous starfish, which was in a, in a newspaper article back then. And also in 1933, Charles Fenner suggested that it was likely the actual origin of the Bunyip myth lies in the fact that from time to time seals have made their way up the Murray and Darling Rivers. So again, it's water, it's kind of down to these areas of this Murray River and the Darling Rivers in Australia and I think that it goes back to when Australia was being settled in the 1800s and settled I guess in close with all the prisoners being chucked over there um, but there's all the different reports of you know new animals because these people are from Europe and they're new to the area and Australia is just a fucked up place in general with weird creatures I mean you look at the platypus for example and the kangaroo and the koala bear <clears throat> and just all the weird other animals that are there and then you throw in these reports of you know the aboriginal mythology and stories of this creature that swallow people that come near the water I mean, it could be an actual thing, but it could just be, again, a myth that's a story that's told, you know, to keep people away from the water. So it's one of those things that's just, again, it's very weird, but it's not one of those creatures that's all over the world, like Bigfoot or Nessie, so it's confined to Australia, and there's a lot of weird cryptids and stuff and theology in Australia, and I could probably do a whole episode just on how (laughs) fucked up Australia is with its weird animals. Um... But this one was always something that kind of stuck with me. And I think for me it was because there was this movie that I watched as a kid called Dot and the Kangaroo. And it was this movie from Australia. And it was really, it was done really cool because it was real footage of like the outback and woods and stuff. And then they drew over it. So they drew like cell animation drawings over it. And I suggest you look up on YouTube Dot and the Kangaroo because it's just really cool done. The art is really nice. And it's just a really cool story of like a little girl in Australia and whatever. But there's this one part in it and it still freaks me the fuck out to this day. So there's a song about the bunyip and it is the most terrifying thing. You think as a child, this is probably scary. But even me watching this as an adult, it is very unsettling. The song is unsettling. The animation is unsettling. It is just creepy in general and I think that that's why like the bunyip thing is always sort of stuck with me. So I'm going to play that song now and um i suggest you look up on youtube the actual video for it because it is just kind of freaking general but the song itself is scary as shit so i'm gonna put that in here right now Bye. 
That's very unsettling, right? It still freaks me out. I didn't enjoy having to listen to it again to put it in this podcast because I find it very unsettling. There's only there's a handful of things in life that bother me to that point, and this is one of them. Um, and being an adult, this is definitely something that is still creepy to me. So that's why I wanted to talk about the bunyip. Um, there's really not a lot of like reports and stuff. Again, there's just weird, conflicting stories for it. But basically, it's this mythical creature that lives in the water and is probably going to eat you if you live in Australia. <laughs> so, hopefully you enjoy this episode of Cryptids. I apologize for my voice. Again, I've been super sick, but I knew I had to get a podcast out. So, I wanted to power through, get this done. And it's October. It's Halloween month. So, we need to talk about more scary things, right? So, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hit me up on Twitter at the Pod. Let me know your thoughts. I love hearing feedback. And let me know maybe what some of your favorite cryptids are. Maybe I'll do like another episode on different other cryptids. So maybe maybe it'll end up being a whole series on them. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. As always, you can find the show at thepodcast.com on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, any of your podcasting apps. Just look for the podcast. And you can interact with me on Twitter at the Pod. I enjoy interaction from fans, feedback, suggestions for the show, and even if you want to be on the show, be sure to hit me up.